Welcome to the Powercast with Charlie Johnson. I'm one of the world's leading fitness and transformation coaches. I'm going to be providing you with the tools to build your ultimate body and mind. So, absolute pleasure today to have uh, Matt and Emily from Australia, fellow Muscle Nation athletes, uh, on the podcast today. So, big thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Um, So, just for a brief intro for anyone who doesn't know who you guys are, uh, who are you? What do you do? Where are you from? Obviously, from the accent, you can tell from Australia. Yeah. You go. Okay, so I'm Matt O'Rourke. I am WBFF Pro Muscle Model. Yeah. Um, yes, obviously Aussie uh, from the Gold Coast in Australia on the East Coast. Um, I am an electrician by trade, but currently working online with Emily's business. We, we've been working together, building that. And I'll hand it over to Em. <laughs> um, and I'm Emily King. I'm a figure uh, pro with WBFF, but... I'm also an online coach. I do nursing as well, and um, I've done PT for about four or five years now, but taken everything online in the last two years, um, which has been super busy and super beneficial for our lifestyle because we like to move around a lot. And, um, you know, being online has helped us reach so many people and just keep it, you know, moving around. It's the scalability of that line I think is wicked as well. Like, yeah. I saw you, like you guys love traveling. I know Emily, you spent some time in Thailand as well, in Bhutan, which like, I, I, I fucking love out there. I'm going there in... Um, in it was amazing. I could camp out there for like three, four, three, four months. But the only thing I find with Thailand is every time I go there, I end up getting food poisoning. Oh, he does. I'm, I'm good. I as well. Actually, last time she went, she got hit. Oh, yeah, I did, actually. That's Generally, I've been, yeah. I think I've been like five times every single time I've been ill, and I've never, I never ever get ill at home. So, something <laughs> yeah. there doesn't agree Things you have to wear, isn't it? You put up with it, but it's so true. Yeah. yeah. So, obviously, you guys got the WBFF show coming up soon. Um, how long have you got until that, and where is it? So the International Pro Him is here on the Gold Coast at the Star Casino and that is this Sunday. So we're literally yeah. four, four days, days out. out. So it's pretty scary. So now to the, uh, the dark end of it where it starts getting fun. How, how many shows have you guys done and how, how long, long have you two been together out of curiosity? How did you first meet? Um, I've done 15 shows. So this will be my 15th show. Not all with WBFF. I did like eight or nine with ICN and then NABBA and then WBFF. So... I've been around the traps a little bit, so I've been competing for like nine years now. But um, this is Matt's my third show. show. And so then it's quite I thought you'd done a hell of a lot more than that, Matt. When did when did yeah. you turn pro then after the first one? I did. So I first met Emily um, going back three years ago, yeah. and we did the last four weeks of prep together, um, which is it was funny when we both won our pro show. Uh, sorry, won our pro cards at WBFF. Just happened to be my first one. Yeah. But um, I was quite fortunate. <laughs> but we were yeah. just friends for like two years because yeah. I couldn't deal with sending <laughs> yeah. She finally came in after a while. So we've been together now, what, since um, August last year? Yeah, since Worlds last year. And we did that prep together as well and went over together and competed. So it was, uh, I guess we, we've tested each other well and truly really seen the dark side <laughs> through preps. And <laughs> I think it's yeah, one of those things that, like that. That's obviously like what was quite an awesome thing I wanted to talk about was like how, like obviously watching both of you guys on social media is awesome to see how you both like prep together and like get on. Whereas like so many people find that they end up killing each other, like if just one person's on prep, let alone both of you. So like that's quite an interesting dynamic we wanted to talk about today was obviously about how you guys manage that process and what you do in terms of your training and your diet. Like 
because that for me is like fascinating. I think the fact that you guys met probably when you were both like probably moody and irritable to a degree, if you were both in prep at that time, you probably yeah. like met each other when you were at your worst. So when you're, when you're good, you're probably like super good, if that makes sense. Yeah, it was strange. Like we, we were always like really good friends. And we always had a really good bond. Um, and then when we went over and competed overseas, we spent obviously a lot of time together. And then it, we just relaxed after our comp and it was able to see each other's like fun side. And then we're like, oh, I really like this person. We were literally in Mexico after we finished in Vegas. And it's so true. Yeah. Once they, all, all that was done, the pressure was off and we relaxed and had fun. And it sort of just opened up, I guess, for both of us from there. So and haven't looked back, but it is in, in terms of um, kept like prepping together, like everyone, and it's so true, a lot of people go, oh, you can't do it because you need the support of one or the other who's not prepping to, to do the extra miles, to run around, yeah. to do the cooking. And we thought about that, but we've only ever known each other in prep and we bounced off each other and pushed <laughs> each other. So we thought, oh, shit, what's going to happen in this prep? This is really going to test make or break us because we're actually together. But um, it's been like, for me, it's been fantastic. So I've had the best prep to date and it's probably because, one, I'm getting a little bit more used to it, but because Anne's so experienced with it and she knows not to put up my shit as soon as I start <laughs> It's usually me, guys. If I start having a rough time, so she just goes, wake up yourself. Like, you're being ridiculous. Like, pull your head in. Yeah. And that's usually enough for me. I'll cop it on the chin a little bit. <laughs> well, what's so the next thing you tend to, like, you whinge and moan about then, Max? I think it's, it's the same. I think generally I, f- I find as well, I think men tend to struggle more with dieting than women to a lot of degrees. Yeah. Our, our pain threshold's not there for, like, being hungry or tired. Literally just talking about it because I am... Literally half lift. an hour ago, he was having a whinge. I was having a whinge. I'm like, I'm not going to sleep again tonight and I haven't last few nights because I am so bloody hungry. And anyone that's prepped or has been in that situation, I know what I'm talking about. You're staring at the ceiling at night because all I can think about, and you can't switch your brain off. It's like, eat, eat, eat. Yeah, but um, <laughs> it's funny. And, like, I watch her and she's like, yeah, I'm hungry too. But mm-hmm. to be honest, like, her calories were cut quite low a lot Early, earlier yeah. than mine. She dieted a bit. Like, she went a bit harder a bit earlier. But like you just said, she doesn't. She never really whinged about it. Whereas it kills me yeah. <laughs> I'm just like you know I've got to do this this is what's going to happen and you're kind of like well this is hard and I'm like oh it'll be alright I'm prepared for it like I was just saying I could train for six hours a day yeah. it's not an issue but That's fun business like, yeah as soon as I'm like hungry like <laughs> my food's cut it's so hard but it's part of the process so and do you both crack yourselves no, no we actually I've had like so I have two people that help me. Yeah. Um, we have the same coach now for the last few weeks because I like to have mine like one-on-one. So yeah. um, I have someone that's in person that I can go see. It's the same person, Anne-Marie, that sees Matt as well. So that's handy that we have the same coach and we kind of bitch to her about each other. So that's handy as well. Yeah, sort of then and she's sort of... But oh, she, I've been with Anne-Marie from the three very years, get-go, yeah. three years, so... She knows me to a T and knows the shit she's got to deal with. <laughs> I think that's something uh, important for like everyone to, to listen. I don't know if you'd agree, but like for me, like I like having like external accountability for like everything I do, whether it's like business or like training or whatever. Because I think you end up mind fucking yourself too much. Otherwise, like Matt, you're like you, you like as a guy, the same thing. Like you're hungry, I'm like, but you, and you get really flat, and you're like, fuck, I'm getting small. I need to eat more. And then like you just need someone to tell you, just fucking get on with it. You don't need yeah. food now. Just 
get lean yeah. in. I'd be questioning and your mind games exactly what you just said. And like, I need that. And then to, to be accountable to someone as well. Like, yeah, I'll push myself. But when I know someone's watching over and, and goes like, what have you been doing? And straight away, I'm like, yeah, okay, I was stuffed up. I'll cut a corner here. And whereas like, and we have the knowledge as well, but like you just said, like when it, you're deep into prep and you're hurt and like you two start the second guess. You say, am I too flat? Do I need more cars? He's the worst at it. He'll just want to like drive himself into the ground. But I'm usually the one to be like, okay, now it's time to chill or don't do so much cardio <laughs> or stop doing two hour sessions. Like, so I'm I, usually I, the person to be that one. I think that's the thing. Like, I think most people who tend to get involved in this tend to be like type A personalities. I'm the same. Like whenever I diet myself as I tend to, want to go full bore, like over bore all the time. Like even when I'm super fucked, I just want to keep going and it ends up, you just dig such a big hole that you can't get out of it. And you just end up losing loads of muscle tissue and get worse. And you make it more of a unpleasant experience than it needs to be. Yeah. yeah so true. And I, I actually had my coach on my back about that. So I was wanting to go harder and she's just like, look, I'll get to the point where you're flattening out too much and I won't be able to bring you back and for, for comp. So yeah, you're dead on the money there. In, um, in terms of both your diets then, do you eat fairly similar terms of food choices? Obviously, like, amounts be fairly different. What, what do your diets look like at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm literally going through depletion at the moment. So, it's, we call it the fish protocol. So, I have five <laughs> meals. White fish. White <laughs> fish. I mix it up between Baron Mundy and Hokey with just greens at the moment. I get, what, 200 grams of uh, pumpkin pre and 200 grams of Pumpkin post-workout. So that's what pumpkin. it looks like at the moment. Pumpkin. <laughs> pumpkin, yeah. Not I've never heard of that before. So carbs are like literally, I think, carb total at the moment for me, which is like 80 grams of carbs or less. Um, really trying to deplete the glycogen out. And then hopefully come Thursday, Friday, get to, to fill right up. So, how, uh, This is a random question. How on earth do you cook the pumpkin then? Oh, yeah, I actually quite like it. Like it's pumpkin. Halloween coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think they had it all year round in the show. Yeah, I think so. It always seems to be downstairs yeah. at the... We got, how's this? We've got a Coles just downstairs. I got a supermarket like, downstairs. A supermarket, I should say. That. Yeah, supermarket just downstairs from us. So I literally get an elevator and go down. <laughs> it's that convenient. It and pick it up if we need more chicken breast. I mean, just boil it. Boil. It's like our diet looks super boring at the moment. It's oh, like yeah. grilled fish. Um, I have raw zucchini because I just put it in the microwave and then I have boiled pumpkin and that's it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of like, zucchini courgette as well. Like that and aubergine or eggplant, I think you guys want to call it like that. Yeah, yeah. Just easy. yeah we're super boring. Like, we're super boring. This so part boring. of prep, but then like when Em's in the off season, that's a sight to see because she does a bit of, um, she's completely different to me. I'm pretty anal year round. I keep it clean, but obviously the calories are well and truly up. Clean, but you're like cheat meals. But then I'll have a refeed and really enjoy it. She'll just... um, I'll flexible diet all year year round. And eat enjoyable foods to stay within the calories. And that's what we find works probably best for both of us. Do you keep the cardio in year round doing that? Um, Um, We have a dog. We have a dog. We have a little bit of neat going on with him. Like we walk in, like when they're like, yeah, so I guess you would say it was twice, at least, well, at least once a day, but sometimes. You like a little, little French bulldog or something. <laughs> yeah, I was in bulldog. This is Teddy. But, um, but yeah, not really. Not unless we've like, with Muscle Nation or something, we've got a shoot coming up. I'll 
reintroduce it and we'll drop the calories a little bit just so we feel good and <laughs> obviously look good for them. Yeah, we keep, we try and, like, we do keep quite active. We're never not feeling yeah. like walking or something. So we try. We've done, had a better off-season last off-season. We, we stayed, like, a yeah. lot more active and we kept our calories a little bit lower to stay leaner, um, which made it easier coming into this comp prep, obviously. So definitely something worth trying for people yeah, well, that want to stay leaner in their off-season. What if people get carried away and go, oh, yeah, yeah well, I can do this. I'm, I'm trying to obviously put on muscle mass or balance out their physique in certain areas, but then they end up getting to the going point where they're hard. going too hard and they have so much that... <laughs> I mean, look, if you like doing bulk cardio and flogging yourself to get in that condition, then go for it. But for us, I found this year's been awesome. So just obviously conscious of me calories at all times in the off-season with tracking and stuff and keeping it um, all maintainable. Yeah. With um, your training, do you guys train together? Like, I imagine it's fairly different or...? So at the moment we are, and, but like to be honest, this year was different again with Em's coach. Um, her training programs are obviously completely different to mine. But in the past, we used to push each other and train. Em would train how I would. Yes. Uh, obviously different uh, weights, but the intensity and all that, and we follow each other's structure. But yeah, as the same last this year, sorry, it's been different. But we we do train together, but we're following different programs. Yeah. Like we try and train as much as we can together, but we do like three leg sessions a week. Yeah. Whilst Matt only does one, like one two, we kind yeah. of we just meet it up at some point. I think Wednesdays we're doing legs together, and then we'll, I'll like get in on some of his back sessions. But like we, I do love training with him, but um, I really wanted to follow like my program this year, which I really haven't ever done. So that was like my priority this year. What's your uh, both your training splits look like then? Well, to be honest, like in the in the off season, it's usually like at least minimum five days split. So Matt doesn't follow a structure. I go who is how I I've always done my own training programs and been quite happy with that. Um, yeah. Every now and then, I'll ask some uh, for some advice just to change up. And but I'm pretty good with the, the training side of it. But yeah, like I I've been in trouble for that as well in in the off season training too much and rest is very important and I am aware of that. But sometimes it's hard for me. To want to rest. Matt's um, very like he intuitively trains and like so he'll just if he feels like training chest one day or if he thinks he needs to work on his delts for a month like he'll work that into a structure and usually he'll have like chest shoulders back you know separate muscle groups he'll do splits um I do like upper and lower body splits. Yeah. I suppose for you you could do upper lower body gets you more more glute hamstring works, which I presume is obviously what more you're going to probably need than Matt's probably not going to need to work on his glutes as much. Exactly. But uh, to change it up yeah. for a leg session, yeah. I've actually did a fair bit of hamstring and glute work uh, this year. So I would jump in end sessions just yeah. to really shock the, shock the body. <laughs> Doing some different movements. But, um, do some barbell uh, thrusters, whatever they are. Okay, I was barbell thrusting. Yeah. I was actually started thrusting. Yeah, I'm so year. bad at those. I'm so bad. I had terrible form. I felt like I felt I'd go as well, but obviously it was just something I had to work on, which was good. Yeah. You see more and more guys actually doing, doing it. Now, yeah. so. I think there's a huge amount of benefit for that. Like, I think there's a lot to be said that I think uh, a lot of men need to maybe train more like women, if that makes sense, and probably yeah, women I more like men. Like 
hamstring like lunging and like Bulgarian split Bulgarian lunge. Split like, squat. Like, that's my favorite, man. It looked so, like much, but holy jeez, from all the big compound lists I do, and I changed it up to that. Like that really shocked yeah. me. Yeah, these things. I don't know if you guys have heard of um, Dr. Jordan Shallows, but I went on a, a seminar with him, and he literally just pulled me to part, piece, pulled me to pieces because like my strength, like unilaterally, is terrible. And he's like, look, if you can't squat on one leg, then you should be squatting on two. So I was like, ever since then, I've been like paranoid and like doing that like, split squats every session and lunges, just like trying to balance stuff out because you don't realize how bad you are until you suddenly break yourself down. And yeah. Exactly, I couldn't agree more. That was. That was a shock for me as well. And um, even like incorporating unilateral uh, leg press and that, just oh, mate, two yeah. legs, it's just crazy. So, 100%. I think that's where a lot of people just are a bit naive, I think, to know what's going on. Well, I think a lot of people probably know they've got an imbalance, but probably just stick their head in the sand a bit. Yeah. But it's also like, I think, especially with like, I, I think I reprogrammed how you train because he was just training hard and heavy every session and there was no progress to it like it was just like his idea was get into the gym and hard every time so like there was no like you know strength phase. Yeah. Phase, phase i just yeah again and then like i said before john how i feel like if i was sore in certain areas i'd be like what's well, no point training this i'm gonna i'm gonna get back in and hit like say for me my rear delts or something back where i was lacking as a weakness I'd hit that again where she'd pull me up and it's like, you really, we need to set some stuff out like with your training. So you're working towards something rather than just going in, flogging yourself every time, session. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think there's a lot to be said for that. Do you guys, like, like obviously since you guys working together, you're quite open to each other, criticizing each other constructively? Yeah, it happens a lot. Well, I don't take criticism. <laughs> it, 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 neither of us do, but we dish it out all the time. Yeah. I probably wear a lot more does I, I find i'm more supportive of her i believe in what she does but. i'm very stubborn though and i like i think from having my own business for such a long time and having my own vision like i'm so sure about what i'm doing so when you know i do take on board with some of the things you say but then some of the things that i know that you're talking shit about i'll be like mm. <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> even with work obviously like you said it is her business us working together we also have slightly different views of nutrition and stuff uh, obviously the same outcome, but just how we get yeah. there. And man, she wears the boots there. Like this, she reminds me very quickly. She's like, "This is me." So you, you're doing the way I want to do it. I'm like, oh, fair enough. Do you guys have like an overall principle you follow with like your own diet and train, like diet and nutrition, and same with the clients? Yeah, I think the big one for us is um, it's huge in the industry at the moment. But like, and, and I was one of them. I, into ends reprogram is uh, having flexibility and, and and making it fit within your lifestyle. Like oh, we we're pro athletes, so uh, in bodybuilding terms, um, so it's different for us, and we can't expect clients and or any other people trying to get these results to to follow what we do. Um, so it needs to fit. It needs to work. Something that's maintainable for them. Yeah. That's the big thing we try to get out to. It was more like clients. stopping people from thinking that it was like a diet and then not a diet. Like yeah. it was Life trying life. to, yeah, it was it's trying really to good. get people to think about it as a lifestyle. And as soon as we um, educate people about how to make lifestyle changes and how to like you know equate for different situations, and if something comes up, this is what you do. Like that's when we get results and we got people yeah. staying on board. Um, and not binging as yeah. well. Like we find so often early on in the piece and with the business, like clients, you provide the meal plans. If we'd have the macro breakdowns and saying, these are the options of foods, like this is what we, 
and they, they felt restrictive. And like, I, I can understand that from what we've been through as well and causing the binging, binge eating and stuff like that, rather than knowing, look, this needs to work with your lifestyle. Yeah. What foods do you like? And, and being aware, like Em said, the social aspect doesn't mean, doesn't mean you can't go out with your, your family and friends and, stuff, and have, yeah. have a breakfast or something. Just or know how to and, deal with that. Yeah, and, and yeah just be sensible. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we, like, we're all about because our 99% of our like population of clients is mm. general people. So um, we actually don't like doing comp prep <laughs> yeah, that much at that. all. Um, I don't at all, but M still says. Yeah, I do. I do it because I'm like, oh, I really want to help you, and then like, and I'm like, damn it, why did I do that? But just trying to turn off my notifications here. But um, yeah, no, like we just we have so much gen pop people, and we have a lot of people like mums and dads and stuff, and just teaching them how to eat well and that it's not impossible to lose weight. Like that's a big thing for me, um, especially coming from like a nursing background to teach someone how to feed themselves appropriately. That's, yeah, that's like really reprogramming cool. what yeah. they've learned over all these years <laughs> and then realising like like when they obviously learn about calories and stuff, like yeah. how dense some foods are or they've yeah. eaten for so many years going, wow, I used to <laughs> consume a lot of calories without even knowing. But, yeah. That's, um, yeah. That's, the, that's the frightening thing. Like the thing that like concerns me and that I would – I don't know if you'd agree with, but I'd love to try and find a way to correct. And I've been thinking about it for a while. It's like the lack of education there is in terms of like nutrition and training for like kids in the school. So say like early teens from like maybe like 12 to like 16. If there's a way you could get hold of people at that age and then teach them how to look after themselves, we'd be fucked because we'd be out of business. But like <laughs> correct like so many problems in terms of overall health. And yeah. But like there's just no education in schools for that. Even like I played high level rugby league growing up and I was contracted and man, I, I, I wish I knew half the knowledge I did about nutrition. Now, even playing football to, to optimize my performance playing rugby league, like what the clubs and that provided us with nutrition is like, it was, it was rubbish. I look back on now for what I know going, I could have been, I could have gained lean muscle mass so much easier and, and in a better way and being able to carry around the footy field a lot better than. What, what they provided doing, yeah. us, so that, that was like a huge wake-up call as well. And these professional clubs that had people in place and like, yeah, it just wasn't. I mean, that was five years ago, six years ago, but still like with what we know now, sort of was disappointing. <laughs> I think it's still um, rampant though. I think a lack of like quality nutrition coaching, like even a high-level sport and the same goes with in terms of like, uh, like physio and rehab treatment. I've got um, a friend who treats me who's like a super high level physio who was part of like the Olympic team for like Great Britain and things like that. And he like, some of the stories I hear from him and other people like within the industry about how poor, say for example, in the UK, like the physiotherapy is with professional, say football teams, things like that. Well, like the money is huge. Like these players are getting paid like half a million pounds a week and they're like, yeah, they're, yeah. they're not being looked after properly. You're like, this is just madness. Like I know, um, you guys heard of Chelsea Football Club, I presume. Yeah, like, yeah. like for example, like they, I don't think, I don't, I presume it's still the case. They didn't have their own cryotherapy clinic, so they were sending oh, like the academy players and stuff into central London to go and do it. It was like, I think a cryotherapy unit costs like thirty grand, like it's nothing. Like yeah. it's just one of the biggest clubs in the world. <laughs> just bizarre. Just bizarre. So, like in terms of training with you guys, then who who trains harder? 
I am. He, he does. Oof, I wasn't expecting that. She says that. Although I do go hard, but in, in saying that, Em can back, back it up a lot better than I can, especially in terms of endurance. Like, that's one thing I thought I was all right at. And I'd, when we first met, I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, you don't really come from a sporting background, blah, blah, blah. And she is a little freak when it comes to uh, the endurance side. I'm good at different sports, though, yeah. sometimes. You have a, <laughs> you have a sporting background as well, then, Emily, to degree, or...? Um, I was like one of the people that did everything and was like sort of okay at everything. So I did a lot of swimming. Um, I was a big swimmer and, but I'm only five foot two. So that, (laughs) that career ended pretty early in my life. Um, so, and then I was doing a lot of long long distance running, um, for a lot of years of my life. Um, but yeah, and then I just tried a whole heap of sports, never really like connected with one. And then I found like gym and that was fantastic. So so that being said, what, what brought you both into like the, the gym and fitness industry and then eventually into competing? What was like, I don't have a trigger point to write a word to use, but something would have like popped in your mind being like, oh, I want to go and do this. What was, the, what was the point for each of you that brought you into the gym first for training? I guess for you, Matt, it's probably rugby league. Yeah, it was, and I always enjoyed the, the off-season, the gym side. I loved the gym side. I was always getting in extra gym sessions, even playing rugby league. But it was when I finished that, um, due to a neck injury, I, um, I actually met my coach where I was living at the time and she, was, she owned her and her partner in the gym. And she's just like, you're, like, your structure, you'd be crazy not to compete. And I was, I was a huge fan of Arnie and all the old school bodybuilding. And I, at the time, I laughed being a football footy boy. I'm like, you'd never catch me on stage wearing them DTs. Like, next minute. And next minute. <laughs> <laughs> next minute. So, yeah, and then it, was, it wasn't too long after that. She sort of um, just kept working me over. Um, and then, yeah, I haven't sort of looked back and I've loved every minute of it. So I've yeah, actually trained. How did you find the first experience of competing? To, to be honest, like, I didn't know. And, like, everyone was – she pushed me towards WBFF. And that was the she, choosing a federation, that or IFBB. And um, she pushed me towards that and – my first, like, my first induction to it here in Australia, WBFF is huge, and the shows they put on, unbelievable. They're giant, like they sold out the one here at the casino, which is like a big joint. Yeah. And um, I was just blown away by it. And then the people as well, like my, I obviously met them, but there's so many other friends we've met within the industry, and like how genuine they were. It wasn't because you most of the time you're just looking on Instagram. I knew them on Instagram before I actually met some of the other pros and that and you sometimes can make an assumption pretty quick and then it's not the case at all and I think that's for me and then like just watching my body over that change over them like going back four years I trained for a good year before I even competed in my first show like she was honest with me and said you need we need to bring this up you need to you're all legs we need to fix this up so from rugby league I had legs so to start Still pretty much all legs. It's still trying to catch up the rest of the body, but um, but yeah, that was that was it for me. And M sort of just I actually met M's friends not long ago, who she grew up with. Uh, they obviously live away from us up in North Queensland, and they they said they were there the day they first got her into the gym, and they're like, like they they said within a month she was just like out doing us all, and we couldn't get her out of there. Like we were, she was out partying. She used to go out partying with them. And they, they got her to do a challenge with them and she loved it that much. They're like, that was it. She didn't party anymore. She was at the gym. <laughs> and it was, so it was so funny for me to hear that. Like, 
because she's competed across different federations. And it seems so, like wow. such a long time ago because I think I was like 18 or 9, yeah, 18 when I started. And I just, I just walked in there and I was like, I remember the first time I went to the gym and I was like, oh, what the fuck, I'm just going to go on the treadmill and like stay here for a little bit. And then I found the squat rack was my first thing that I ever walked into like of all things the spot rack <laughs> and then like I just did that every day for like six months and then like I was just getting stronger and stronger and I came from a background of a pretty like a pretty bad eating disorder so it kind of gave me a lot of structure to what I was doing and purpose to what I was doing so in that way it really helped me um develop and grow and then I just kind of went from nursing to PT and then it was just like weird love affair. How did you, um, uh, like, oh, curiosity, from the eating disorder thing, did that push you into nursing as well to want to go and help people? Um, my mum was a nurse, so, okay. and after school, I was just like, I need to do something straight away. I'm always that person that needs to be doing something. So I was like, I'll go to uni and do nursing. And then I found, like, the, the body functions so, like, interesting and all that kind of stuff that kind of has everything to do with what we do now. So... Which with her business as well, yeah. helps big time being able to understand that. So, because a lot of the clients, and she's like, "Look, I, I am a nurse. I've worked for this many years." Like, yeah. and they're, they're like, "Oh, really?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not just an online. I'm not just a PT online trainer mentor." Yeah. Um, yeah, like I completely understand, and that 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 is love that as well. Knowing that she has that yeah. sort of background, it gives them some confidence that I know what's <laughs> happening within the body. Yeah. <laughs> But also just like the, the ability to help people with chronic illnesses and stuff as well. So that's a big thing for me and my business. Um, but yeah, so it all kind of links in. It's one of those things, I guess, like from the nursing is what you have with the online coaching centers I have now. It's like the emotional fulfillment you get from helping someone and like some of the yeah. messages and feedback you get from people who are like, you've changed their life. It's like the nicest thing in the world. Like someone yeah. saying, you know, they're, they're like them with their kids. Their kids saying thank you because like their dad have lost so much weight and it's just like it's all incredible experience. It is a it's a weird experience because I think like especially like online like you don't see them in person and yeah. then like when you even meet someone in yeah. person they're just like this is what I've achieved and like thank you so much and you don't realize how much you've affected their life until like you know they're they're there and they say that to you so I I really like it I think it all makes it all so worth it like even just like the shitty clients sometimes like I don't mind about them like we're affecting so many people in a positive way that it doesn't really matter. I think it's one of those things you've like, I was having this conversation with someone yesterday, like the bigger the business, your business gets and more clients you have, the more unfortunately you will obviously by like numbers, you end up with some people who can sometimes be more challenging. Um, yeah. And, but then you sometimes just have to remember that like the more people you help, the more like, likely you're going to have some people that might be slightly more challenging. So it's just being aware of that. And I think can, like trying to focus on like positivity out of like people you can help and then the rest will come from there. Very true and like and you can't help you everyone that, either. Can't like, help it. And some some people don't want and you I'm sure you understand this as well. Some people don't want to help themselves. They 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 sign up and you provide everything and you put so much effort because you truly do want to help them and they just they just don't do it and they expect they're gonna get those results like by signing up or taking a supplement. That's a huge one. We're like no. Yeah. No, you have to be uncomfortable. You have to make changes in your life, unfortunately. Yeah. I think that's what we do well with our businesses. We work on empowering people through like being more self-aware and being accountable, like to themselves, not even us. Like, yeah. like from the get-go, I'm like, this is this is whatever you make it. Like, I'm here for your support. If you don't get results, that that's on you. Like, these are the tools, mm -hmm. and I'm always 
it's talk about why this is not happening, but I think it gives people some like they're like, oh, it's it's up to me now. Like I have to do this. So that's a big thing that I've noticed with our business lately. And weekly check-ins as well. Like we're we're continually on the <laughs> on their cases, so they, there's nowhere to hide. So we we know if they're doing the work and following the program and. I think Em's really good at it. Like sometimes I get a bit short and I'm just like, oh man, she's just like, think about it. She's like, look, you need to understand from their perspective. And like, thank God she's so calm because <laughs> I'm not sometimes. And I'm just like, why can't they just do this? Like for every excuse under the sun, I've heard it. And I'm sure you've seen as well. You get clients and just like, oh, here we go. I got this excuse or the big one. I don't have time. And like, I know how busy you are, bro. And like, man, they don't see like how busy she is. And she might... A lot of our work's done at night time because that's when no one's sort of bothering us. So, and then obviously we've got to get in three trains at the moment, three training sessions as well. And you're trying to factor that in. And then three times a the day. Yeah, like we have been literally, like when I say that, two of them are cardio and posing and the, the middle sex. So we get try and train in the middle of the day is our weight, our weight training. Um, but the morning, early morning, and then. Yeah, the little fella, he's been a little bit neglected. So we're trying to like get him out and do a bit of a walk as well, getting outside and making sure you're trying to balance everything as well as obviously work. And well, no, not just us. Like, there's so many people out there have families and stuff yeah. and work. And I've got clients, male clients that are up training at four o'clock in the morning, doing their weights training and, and then set up for the day and work 10 hours a day and then get home so they can, because the kids are obviously awake, then they can spend some time with the kids. Like they make it work. And then you've got other people but I reckon they don't have the time. It's like, oh, I've heard this excuse. You're not making, you're not prioritizing time. We all have 24 hours in a day. That's- if something's important to you, make it happen. It is like as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Really true. Like we all have our off days. We know that. But, but I think it comes down to like people being ready. And like I understand, like I've done programs. Like I think I can see a lot of things out of experience. Like I've done a lot of programs where I wasn't ready to accept that I was the problem. So I put that problem onto other people. So like when I talk to my clients, I'm like, I've been there. I've, I've been doing what you're doing. Like I understand if you're not ready, then that's fine. Like come back to me when you're ready and that's fine. They're like, oh, okay, she understands. Like it's about relating to people, I think, with our job as well. Like being, being able to see it from their point of view because like sometimes they think that we're superhuman and we don't have problems <laughs> and, we, <laughs> and we just like, power through life and don't have obstacles but it's not like that at all i think that's one of the things as well which is quite like sometimes fascinating conversation as well with social media because like generally uh, obviously i'm guilty of this where everyone will only generally just put out like the best photos of them or the like the the highlight reel of their life rather than like the shit stuff so like, i did a podcast recently talking about body dysmorphia and like how that like i used to be overweight as a child and how that sort of affected me and i could probably have still like not mental issues but it's probably like it's in the background of my mind all the time so like I think a lot of people sometimes think they look up to like myself or you guys and like think that as you said it was superhuman you've got nothing like no problems no shit to deal with whereas like a lot of people have their own emotional baggage that you like skeletons in the closet that you don't see yeah you don't and someone actually so posted that on our photo one day was like oh you have the perfect life and you don't have any issues and I was just like Ooh, and I was like, you know what? That's all they see, you know? Yeah, so right. I was like, it's all right, man. You see us traveling or whatnot. But yeah. again, and then that's something we really do want to work on as well as show the other side, like her up at late at night. Oh, and, work. and we're, we're, yeah, exactly, man. And like, you, you, even if, you, do, even see, if you do travel, yeah, even if you do travel like yourself, like you're, you're working, working the whole yeah. time. We're not really 
Right. I, I, literally, I spent half the last month, I was in the UK for 13 days. The rest of the time I was away. And I literally, I was probably on my laptop like 60% of the time I was away. I was working yeah. in the airport, a plane, like nonstop. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's not a lot of downtime because that, your, your chill time is the best time. Yeah. Right. We've got to work. Yeah, it was like, oh, training. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise we're training or you're doing another life, life stuff. You're yeah. trying to get done, like appointments and stuff as well. We all have appointments like everyone else and other work commitments. So. With your um, prep, you mentioned you train three times a day then. With your cardio, how much are you both doing at the moment then? So we actually ramped it up. So we, we, yeah. we've really pushed this prep. We've, we wanted to test ourselves. So doing more than what we're meant to. But that's just something we we chose to do. Does your coach know? Yeah, yeah. She, well, she, she realised her that it's just, and she just went. I, I think she knew in the back of her mind. She knows she what knows, we're like. Yeah. But we do in the morning. We'll get up and do forty to forty-five minutes cardio, um, and then like obviously some posing, and then we do our trainings. Even like if I, because of me, you usually end up doing it. My weight session still at the moment still goes to. An hour. an hour, so hour and fifteen, getting through that, and then um, and then we've been going back at night time when there's a bit of downtime at the gym, it's a bit quieter, do some more cardio again, anywhere between how we feel, forty five minutes or forty minutes. An hour. Uh, what exactly are you doing for your cardio then? So we mix it up. So that, we get asked that a lot. So I was you, I use stairmas to a fair bit, but I like you get over that. So and your body gets used to. So I will mix it up. I did that bike. Um, the elliptical trainer, yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. So it's just a, it takes the pressure off as well. Give the legs a break. And I think things. so many people overthink the whole cardio thing. It's just whatever exerts your I should, body. I should you say I mean? like, low, low intensity yeah. cardio. It's not. So I mean, we're not doing kid or anything like that. We're not doing like high intensity. Like on the stepper, yeah, you're sweating it up. I might do like ten minutes really high intensity, and then do like thirty minutes just like going hard. Like you, yeah. you're not dawdling, but you're not like dying yeah just around yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clarify that what, what time of day are you doing your cardio then? if you're doing if you're training three times a day you guys getting up pretty early like matt you said you're not sleeping much so yeah like i'm up usually five five thirty when i stay i'm up i'm, I'm awake because i haven't been sleeping that great but um the time we get to the gym is like six six thirty we do the first cardio because again it just works better for us to get that done and so you get home and start doing work um, especially Yam, she'll have wake up to uh, so many messages to get through. I do work whilst I'm doing cardio. Yeah, actually she does all the time. So she'll be starting to work while we're doing cardio. And then, um, yeah, again, we try to do the weight session, well, depending on appointments and stuff at work, around midday, so 11 or 12. And then back home in the afternoon, obviously meals and stuff. We've got to do a bit of prep and, and work again. And then, yeah, at night time, I just find it's better at night time to... Usually around 8.30 or 7.30 at night. And then yeah, it's, it's, it's about awesome. 9. miss the rush. And then, well, then have one meal after that and then go to bed. Well, I try and at the moment I've been leaving two meals <laughs> after that. I purposely will space that meal out just so I feel like I'm a little bit fuller before I go to bed. So then we go to bed around 11 or 12 yeah. and then get up at 5. That's been the schedule for the last. <laughs> Obviously, it's not always like that. That's just coming in the comp. But, um, yeah, that's sort of how it's been for the last six weeks. Yeah, and least. ideally, like with my clients, I'm like sleep as much as you can, but you know that doesn't happen <laughs> always. Yeah, in reality, it doesn't. Like sometimes I sleep during the day, very rarely. I think last prep when I wasn't busy with work, like I was having naps during the day, which was saving me because 
I don't sleep at night either. Like coming off night shifts a lot when I was doing nursing, like I am um, just my sleep patterns never kind of reverted properly. So I find it very hard to go to sleep at night time. I think because she works, that's yeah. a big one for her. She'll be working right up until she puts her head on the pillow. And I'm just like, yeah, and she's, yeah, it's very and hard to like, switch off. Like, away, I'm like, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> so I say to me literally from when I wake up in the morning, and it's from then until I go to sleep pretty much. Like, I have probably like about 45 minutes before I go to bed. You shouldn't really watch TV before going to bed, but like, that's yeah. like, like, like she's not going to be my We'll have the TV on. That's us watching TV, but she's working away. Yeah. But like, the fans, she's like, oh, just, and I know it. it's like, oh, we'll just quickly get, Get like done. a couple of these emails were plugged and there's less in the morning. Then she wakes up and she's like, <laughs> this just doesn't stop. So, but it's just funny this morning he got up me because I was walking and typing on phone. He's like, maybe you should put your phone down. And <laughs> she's mostly even like, watching ah. where she's walking. She's in her, and prep brain as well, lately. So she it's been tough for her. Shit. And they've got clients going, and what you, you said this, so and she's like, oh my god, I did <laughs> say that. Yeah, look, bear with me. <laughs> But our clients have been really so, good. so good. So knowing, following us, like knowing where we're at this, this last two weeks. So they've been so good and supportive um, to us with that. Yeah. So in terms of like your, the diet and with how everything's set up at the moment, which you guys are sponsored by Muscle Nation as well, how are you incorporating like supplements into the regime? Are you dropping, like I know some people are a fan of dropping out, say for example, like whey proteins coming towards the show and going for more whole foods is more filling like you're still using pre-workouts yep no so like we have in the past and em's never been a fan of that and artificial flavor she's just and like she brings next level condition and i always i've been a bit funny about because i'd have maids and be like no you gotta cut this out you gotta cut that out or like you just said cut the wpi at the whey protein but then the muscle nation one i'm a huge obviously responsible but i'm a huge fan they they spent so long Trying yeah, to develop it. What's your favourite flavour of the way out of interest? I, I cannot, I cannot get over the choc honeycomb. Yes, yes. say one mate. That is like the fucking that's the boy. All, all the time, and they're like, "No, Matt, we need you to use this." Flavor. I'm like, "No, we'll send that and a choc honeycomb." Like, and I yeah. chew through it, man. I literally like they're always sending it to me because they. And like, every week is a new tub. And I'm yeah, like, like, like till we need some more protein. Till we need some more protein. protein. And then same with the like. I, I even at the moment I'm still using the legacy, legacy pre-workout because yeah. I feel like ass and I go and it's just things it pulls me out and like well, I have one scoop so in terms of caffeine intake it's like 100, 150 meg which is fine but it's just enough to get me through that session but yeah too. and a lot of people do take out like sweeteners and stuff coming into the comp and like we do try to a degree like we have tried in the past to go off to like a plant protein and stuff but like I've never had a problem with my conditioning and I don't think that, you know, X amount of artificial sweetener is going to like ruin me for show day. So. And I think people raise their cortisol and she's, yeah. I was one of them. She's like, you're raising cortisol. Thinking about Thinking about it. About it. Yeah. Yeah. If I want it and she's like, you're sitting there wanting it so bad, but then you're like, oh, oh, insulin response and blah, 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 blah. She's, she's like, like, should I do this? Should I do that? I'm like, just have it. Like, like come on. <laughs> I yeah. think, um, like in my opinion, like when I've competed before, I've never had any issues at all from like using sweeteners or whey isolates. And I think for me, I found it an easier way, particularly like when you're in the fucking ball's end deep bit where you feel shit and you're hungry all the time, that like having that sweet taste just like is something to look forward to every day. Every um, <laughs> like, 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 
a protein shake. Like being like your savior. Being my savior. I'm looking forward to my post-workout protein shake because yeah. it's the only thing that tastes amazing. So so like, that's me, like blending it with like ice and even like berries or whatever. Like that, like it's got bugger all calories in it. It's the easiest yeah. way just to like make something taste right nice. Protein, that's but all I feel like right now. Protein and strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> too, so. But um, in terms of casein, that's one thing we've had yeah, to deal we, with. We, we, we cut, cut the casein, unfortunately. We got to trial it, and that was the worst <laughs> thing ever because it got to taste how amazing yeah, it was. Exactly. That was it. So we haven't, we've got it stored ready yeah. for post that's well, one thing. They've got some exciting new flavours. One thing I'm hoping they make of that is their chocolate honeycomb flavour, the, the, uh, the casing custom quality there. We've got a couple of chocolate ones coming. But the one I did get the trial. <laughs> No, uh, no, I ended the bill. I done the chalk. What was it? The chalk hazelnut. Chalk hazelnut, and it, I was like, man, it killed me because it, it's sitting in the cupboard, and I know how good, how good it tasted. Yeah. Uh, Post comp, we'll be, we'll be I was gonna that. fill it with water and mix it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that oh, damn. It. So, um, obviously, talk about post comp. What's the plans then after this show? The rest of the year, next six twelve months. Well, so we're actually going to London straight after this one um, to compete at the London Pro-Am. So that's exciting. Yeah, so it's the second biggest show of the year. It's yeah. the international show, the European Pro-Am, which is in London. And it's three weeks after the show, so it couldn't have been any better for us. Like, yeah. For us, we're like, oh, we can keep pushing. Like That works out well. And um, to get like, it's a great excuse to get overseas again and... We actually got a little trip planned for afterwards for a couple of weeks. It's going to be Em's birthday, so awesome. that would be better. So we're going to we plan to be in Amsterdam or Paris um, for that. So that that's going to be our big reward. And have some croissants. Yeah, <laughs> plenty of croissants. Yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah. I just got back from Italy. Like the food in Europe's like crazy, and something. it's just carb yeah. carb heavy everywhere. So we're going to try, we're going to have to try and reverse diet out, which is obviously going to be a difficult situation. Um, so we're thinking we might just like intuitively eat for two weeks and then reverse diet out after <laughs> that because really like who wants to reverse diet in Europe? Have, I know, we're going to have to keep the activity levels up. We're aware of it. We're just like, oh, you can see how we can go for two yeah. weeks and without going. Well, obviously we're not going to get ridiculous, but yeah, we're not going to not to enjoy some Yeah. Some I think it's one of the things, I don't know if you guys find the same, I find for me, as long as I keep the training and like some cardio in, then yeah, you have we, to we're, like a dick. To well, we're about, you have to, especially if we're going to do that, like cardio does not, it'll, it'll stay, not three sessions, when we're doing three sessions a day, the cardio will stay in. I have to try and keep in. our steps up around like seven, 16 or 18 <laughs> yeah. K a day though, <laughs> to be honest, like because yeah. our steps have been so high, our activity has been yeah. so high that this last three weeks especially, so just weaning that off will be the biggest thing and then trying not to overindulge on the food because, like, we've both done it. You've done it yeah, more I've than I have. Um, like, just eating so much post-comp and obviously going from, like, this amount of calories to this amount of calories is never a good idea post-competition. So that's yeah. the aim for after this comp. Um, so stay tuned to see how that goes. I'm curious to talk about post-comp. Like, I, like, the learning curve because I wouldn't do it again because I felt so ill. Have you ever guys gone on a massive binge? Because I remember after my last show, literally I ate so much. I ended up lying. I remember lying on my bathroom floor. My stomach like a turtle shell ended up being sick. And like literally, I literally, I thought I might die. I thought my stomach was going to explode. I have done it. The last two competitions, I have done that, bro. And Bad. the last 
one was by far the worst. And I knew what was going to happen and I still chose to do it. I was there going, don't do it. And don't do it, but he kept the, doing it. I literally, I was laying on the bed like, you know, I thought my belly was going to pop. It was that much discomfort. And you know what? I woke up the next morning and I did it again that next night. <laughs> That's how bad it is, man. And she's just like, she watched, she's like, and my mates did as well. They're like, you just did that. Are we seeing how much pain you're in? I'm like, I know. Yeah. I know. I just, I'm, I'm want to enjoy this. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, I've well and truly learnt my lesson there in the last two comps. In the last that. two comps. We're not going to do that again. No. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%.